eyelash extensions a blessing or a curse? They can make your eyes pop, yes, but if they aren't done correctly, they can also make you lose your real eyelashes. Don't worry, we've got you covered because today we are talking about all of the things that can go wrong with eyelash extensions, including, yes, allergic reactions. And we're going to talk about how to prevent them. So get ready to flutter those beautiful lashes, my friends, as we dive in. You're listening to The Itch, a podcast exploring all things allergy, asthma, and immunology. I'm your co-host, Courtney, a real-life allergy, asthma, and eczema girl. And I'm your second host, Dr. Payal Gupta, a board-certified allergy, asthma, and immunology doctor. Courtney and I hope to balance each other out so that we get you all the information that you want and need about allergies, asthma, and immunology. We are welcoming back Dr. Janice Luke to the podcast to talk about eyelash extensions. If you haven't caught our other podcast with her, you should definitely do so. We talk about eye allergies. It's really interesting. And if you're squirmish about eyes like I am, you won't be like wheeling around in your seat. It's actually really interesting, especially if you have very itchy eyes like I do. I am a very low maintenance person. Therefore, I have basically no idea what we're going to be talking about today because I've never tried it. So Dr. Luke, can you explain to us what we are talking about? What are lash extensions? Thanks for having me back, Courtney and Dr. Gupta. So eyelash extensions are a type of beauty trend. And this beauty trend is where there's a lash artist that sticks synthetic fibers onto the patient or the client's eye and it's stuck onto each individual lash. And so this can last upwards to four to six weeks. So it is considered a semi-permanent procedure. When they are getting it done, the lash artist will take a tweezer and apply each synthetic lash onto individual lashes. The appointment can take upwards to two hours and can cost upwards of $200. And refills, if the patient or client does go back, usually happens every four to six weeks. As an allergic person, I'm really excited about this topic because I have always been scared to do certain things and lash extensions are definitely one of those things because I have seen a lot of patients come in to the office with eyelash extension reactions and they actually can be very, very scary looking. What's fascinating to me is that people really don't want to know that it is their eyelash extensions that are causing the reactions. So people come in with really swollen eyelids. You know, it's obvious that they have eyelash extensions in and the time frame corresponds exactly to when they had their eyelash extensions done. And they're like, no, it has to be something else. So I just think people are very excited about these eyelash extensions. And I think it's just important for people to understand things that they can do to number one, prevent these reactions from happening. And number two, if they do happen, things that we can do to prevent it from getting so severe and catch it early. I actually 100% agree with that because there are some patients or clients that are so married to their extensions. I remember I had one patient come in that basically said, my husband has never seen me without my eyelash extension. So even if I can't get them done during COVID, I'm going to sneak behind the door and get it done just because that's how important it is for me. So it's very interesting, but it's true. That's wild. How do these differ from what you can buy and do yourself? So eyelash extensions, because they're stuck on with cyanoacrylate glues, so they do last for quite a while. And so the patient or the client doesn't have to reapply every day or every night. They're just stuck on there for that four to six weeks that 
they have the procedure done. Just so we understand before we go any further, is there the same kind of reaction or have you seen the same kind of reaction to ones that you can do yourself versus ones that you get from a lash artist? That's actually a really good question. So usually when they're done at home, they're called strip lashes or actually now there's a new thing called Lashify or the ones that last semi-permanent for about maybe three to four days or someone signs up upwards to a week. But the glue composition is definitely a little bit different. So I find that with the cyanoacrylate glues, there tends to be more contact dermatitis versus the glues that you use at home maybe are a bit more gentle. So not as much of an allergen, but still can have that effect for patients who are super sensitive. And what would an allergy look like? Or what do you typically see when you know, oh, oh that's probably an eyelash extension allergy? What are we looking for here? With an allergy with eyelash extensions, what tends to happen is the patient will come in with a very swollen eyelid. And this can be one eyelid or both eyelids. And usually it's quite red. It's itchy for them. They feel almost a burning sensation. It's usually localized to the eyelid because it's a dermatitis. So it's affecting the skin. It doesn't actually affect the eyeball unless there's something else going on. So generally it's the puffiness of the eyelid and it's very dramatic for the most part. So can you just talk about the time frame? How quickly would these reactions present or how delayed would they present? I usually find if they are having a true allergic response, it should be relatively quick. So even in the chair, sometimes they can have this response. The another thing is they can be a delayed response too, which they can appear 24 hours afterwards. So it's not always immediate. There are patients or clients that do have an immediate reaction, but then sometimes they can be a bit of a delayed response 18 to 24 hours afterwards. That's because some patients have an IgE-mediated immediate hypersensitivity, and then other patients have more of that, what we were talking about, contact dermatitis, which is where they will have that delayed reaction. So with contact dermatitis, reactions can appear 24 to 72 hours after exposure to something that they're sensitive to. So contact dermatitis tends to be one of those really annoying things where it turns into a mystery because the person is confused because they've had something or done something for so long. And then all of a sudden, they're starting to have a reaction to something they may have used for years. And that includes Ilex extension glue too, because patients can develop a new contact dermatitis or sensitivity to glues, even if they've used them for years and years, they can develop a new sensitivity. So I'm sure that different eyelash artists use different glues, or is it pretty standard on which glue they're using? Why don't I break down what's currently found in eyelash glues first? Usually eyelash glues for lash extension specifically, the number one key ingredient is exactly cyanoacrylate. It's usually about 90 to 90%, 99% of the glue that's cyanoacrylate. And this is a formaldehyde releasing agent and that can be what's actually causing the irritation for patients most of the time. There can also be carbon black, hydroquinones, and PMMA, which is a stabilizer, which keeps the glue in a nice form instead of hardening in the bottle. And the main ingredient I still think that's causing the irritation or the allergy, which is actually very rare, is cyanoacrylate. We did speak with an allergist, actually one of the lash artists and I, and he is a specialist in contact dermatitis. And he actually said that cyanoacrylate, a true cyanoacrylate allergy is actually rather rare. So yeah, actually, 
actually a 2021 study looked at the incidence of allergic contact reactions to cyanoacrylate, and they found that the incidence is only 2 to 3% of patients, and there are really no identifiable risk factors that could identify patients which might have the reaction versus patients that don't. So it wasn't that if you had a history of eczema or if you had a particular history that you would be more likely to have that reaction versus others. However, recent studies have reported that 73.3% of patients do experience some form of ocular side effects after the application of eyelash extensions, including the itching, redness, pain, and heavy lids. Failure to treat those reactions most often leads to other serious ocular disorders, including contact dermatitis, toxic conjunctivitis, congenital erosion, and allergic blepharitis. So again, not treating early can actually lead to further consequences. Dr. Luke, you can go into further detail about ignoring something and letting it linger versus really getting it checked out as soon as possible and what signs to look out for that would warrant getting it looked at sooner than later. So if you do have a allergic or a contact dermatitis, the symptoms or the signs are actually quite similar. So I would never advise you try to figure out at home what's going on. It's better for us to take a look at it under the microscope to see how things are actually looking. Now, the interesting thing is that they always say that when you do have an allergic response or a contact dermatitis, the immediate thing to do is actually to remove the lashes. But interestingly enough, when I speak to the lash artist, sometimes what happens is when they're removing the lashes, they use an acetone-based remover. And because the lashes are so fresh and they're so close to the lid margin, they're the hardest to remove because the reaction is so new and the glue bond is so strong. So sometimes they actually advise we wait before we remove the lash extensions and calm down the reaction first by applying a topical steroid. Generally, the prescription that we recommend when we see this is like your Lodamax or some cortisone that you can apply close to your eyelid. The problem with these types of medications is that they do have a risk of causing eye concerns as well too if they're used for long-term use. So things like cataract, glaucoma, which is where your pressure in your eye can go up. And it's interesting because there's a subset of patients that are steroid responders, which means that even if they're on this topical steroid for a very short period of time, they can get a pressure spike. So normally your eye pressure is under 21 milligrams of mercury, but I have seen patients that come in using topical steroids or steroid eye drops that can go upward to 50 or 60 milligrams of mercury. So it's actually quite damaging to the optic nerve if it's for long-term. But short-term wise, usually steroids are totally fine to use. So I'm not trying to scare any patients that are on any topical steroids. And we generally recommend that you just get monitored. But what can happen is with a contact dermatitis or allergy that doesn't get treated, it can cause a lot more serious issues, including infections as well. So my number one thing is if it's not getting better, go see someone immediately. Yeah. And I think the other thing that we need to mention is that a lot of people are talking about using Flonase or the nasal steroid spray that is available, or even over the counter hydrocortisone creams on their eyelids. And I just want to mention how different the area is around our eyelids and how close it is to our actual eyes. And so anything that you're putting on to the eyelid will and can go into the eye. So that's why it's really important to use formulations that are not meant for the nose, that are not meant for 
anywhere else on your body, but that are specifically okay to use in and around the eyes. That's just one thing that I think that we really need to emphasize today is that we are talking about using some form of topical steroid, but it's a very special type of topical steroid that can actually go inside of your eye. And so it's safe if it does leak into your eye a little bit. It's a little bit better than using something that's not even meant to be in your eye. Exactly to that point is all these medications that we apply to the eyelid and eyelid margin or into the eye are tried and tested around with studies to make sure that they're safe for the application. When you're using off-label products like Flonase, which is meant for your nose or other areas, it's definitely not a safe thing and we don't know the long-term effects and that's one of the major concerns that we see with off-label use. If you're someone with very sensitive skin and know you have some certain contact dermatitis to certain chemicals and whatnot, do you think it's a good idea to do like a patch testing to these glues before you go ahead and try getting eyelash extensions? If you are a bit more sensitive, I think patch testing is a very good idea to see if you have a true allergy. However, from what I understand, if you are patch testing, you're usually doing it on your arm versus the skin around your eyelids is a little bit different. So if it's a contact dermatitis or irritant dermatitis, it might not necessarily present the same reaction if it's done on your arm's skin versus if it's done closer to your eyelid. But correct me if I'm wrong with that, Dr. Gupta. I'm curious too. So usually with patch testing, we actually do it on the back because the allergen has to stay a little while and that's an area that you don't normally touch. So usually we apply patch testing on the upper back area. Most contact dermatitis reactions actually will happen around the eyes or around the mouth, even if somebody's sensitive to uh, soap that they're washing their hands with or uh, a lotion or anything that they're not even putting on their face or on their eyes the areas that they tend to react with contact dermatitis will be around the eyes and around the mouth. And as you said, it's because those areas are different and they're just more sensitive. That tends to be the area that will react first. And then of course you can have a direct contact dermatitis of the hands from things that you're using on the hands. Like people have a contact dermatitis from the gloves that they're wearing at work or hand sanitizer or anything, but the eyes and around the mouth are also areas that may be affected. Know that one of the important things on our eyelids is the biofilm. So Dr. Luke, can you talk about how that may be disrupted for patients that have eyelash extensions? For sure. So our eyelid is a very sensitive and special area just because A, the skin is the thinnest around there um, compared to skin on other areas of our body. But second thing that can happen with lash extensions is because your patients or clients pay so much money to get these extensions put on. So what ends up happening is they're trying to protect them from falling out. And because of that, they're not cleaning their lash extensions. And that leads to a buildup or the type of inflammation on the eyelids called blepharitis. And this buildup is a mix of bacteria, oils, demodex mites that naturally live on your lid and lash follicles, but when they overaccumulate, it can cause a condition called dermatocosis or blepharitis, and that can actually be an irritation for the patient as well, just because this biofilm is definitely something that shouldn't be there. And that can also lead to things like styes and infections and dry eye disease. When you have a buildup of goo on your eyelids and that gets kind of irritable, is it very clear that it's not an allergic reaction and it's just that you need to be cleaning your lashes more? Is that because it happens a little bit later on from when you got the extensions? Yes, I would say when a client or a patient has blepharitis, it, we usually see it under the microscope and the reaction is not as dramatic as a contact dermatitis or an allergic response. I mean, it can get bad if it's really inflamed, but usually it's a lot more mild. The patient might not even know it's there. 
So what I usually do is I have a slip lamp camera that can take photos. And so I'll have them close their eyes and I'll actually show them. This is the buildup on your eyelids and lashes. It's actually very obvious. And usually then we can ask them if they've been not cleaning their lashes. And the interesting thing is even if the patient is cleaning their lashes, sometimes the biofilm is just so close to their lid margin. It's like a dental cleaning. You can brush your teeth at home, but there's still stuff to remove in office. So we do have in-office procedures that we can use to remove the remaining biofilm if it's still irritating the patient. So is it that the lashes cause the increased buildup of the irritants or is there a chicken or the egg kind of scenario? So it's a combination of the patient not cleaning and that causing increased buildup, but then also is it that the glues and the lashes themselves cause an increased buildup? It's a very good question. So it's really hard to say if let's say the patient is a first time patient and they have lash extensions on and I've never seen their natural eyelid, it's possible that they've already had blepharitis before they started their eyelash extensions. However, when they have their lash extensions on, I think it's more just the lack of cleaning the eyelid. So it's it's called hygiene, we call it, but your eyelid needs to have hygiene as well too. And we don't pay much attention to that. We are really good and well-versed at brushing our teeth and flossing our teeth, but a lot of patients don't realize how much of the biofilm can naturally accumulate. But when there are agents like synthetic fibers that are attached on, it can cause more of that to build up. So it is a hard thing to say if it's a new patient coming in with lash extensions already, like exactly as you said, Dr. Gupta, the chicken and the egg analogy, we really don't know if it's a lash extension specifically or if it's always existed in the past. So would it be a good idea for patients to have an eye exam before they're getting their eyelash extensions in to prep their eyelids and make sure that their eyelashes are at their best before they do a procedure like eyelash extensions and do that extra cleaning and get their eyelids prepared so that they're essentially at their best? I think that's a great idea. Actually, never thought of that in the past, but 100% getting the patient in before they get their lash extensions done. Yes. It's like creating a baseline. Yeah. I think just making sure that you're ready for it because even for patients with eczema who are trying a new product or things like that, I always want their eczema to be completely under control before then they apply something new because then we're just going to be potentially causing irritation because they already have a lack of a good barrier to begin with. One thing that we should touch on is also traction alopecia. So this is similar to you tying a ponytail way too tight. So with lash extensions, we're trying to get a more dramatic look, but I always tell patients it's important not to go too dramatic. The reason why is because there's weight and this weight can pull down on your lashes and then cause them to fall out. And if there's no lashes left, there's nothing to apply the lash extensions on. So it's technically for the longevity of you keeping up this procedure, if that's what you want to do. But what happens is for long-term use, some patients we do see have lashes that fall out. And that reason why is because of the traction alopecia. Dr. Luke, when should somebody seek medical attention and know that it's not just a mild reaction that they might be having to the eyelid extensions that I assume is normal to have a little bit of irritation to the eyelash extensions, just because we're putting something foreign on the eyelids, I'm sure there can be a little bit of itching, a little bit of irritation, but when is it time to really know that this is not normal? I would say usually if the client or the patient is starting to notice their eye is extremely puffy or super red, or just doesn't seem like a very mild reaction anymore, it, it's time to go seek medical attention. It's usually quite obvious. And if you're uncomfortable, it's definitely a good idea. When it comes to eyelash extensions, the natural purpose of your eyelash is to protect 
foreign objects from going in. What happens when you have eyelash extensions put in is that you're altering the natural length of your natural lashes. The natural length should be one third of the width of your eyeball. So it creates almost like a wind tunnel. So a lot of patients who already have pre-existing dry eye or dry eye symptoms can actually exacerbate their symptoms by having lash extensions on. So the main thing is if you feel your eyes more after getting lash extensions, or even if you feel your eyes in general, you may have dry eye. It's so common. Go see your optometrist. They'll give you recommendations, whether it's at home therapies or in office therapies to help manage that. And that might be a good idea before you go and get more offending agents like lash extensions on that can cause more of your symptoms. Yeah. And can we just quickly talk about what is the difference between an optometrist and an ophthalmologist and who can you go and see if you're having this reaction? Because I think sometimes it is harder to get in to see an ophthalmologist. So an optometrist is like your family doctor for your eyes. You don't need any specific referral to get in to see us. You can just call a local clinic and usually we're good at getting patients with emergencies in. So I would say that's your first and probably the best bet. We do have a microscope or a slit lamp that we can use to actually see what's going on versus a walk-in clinic might not have that accessible. An ophthalmologist is a medical doctor that is able to do surgeries and usually optometrists will refer to them if they are having issues where they can't treat them in office. And they are much harder to get into just because they are a specialist and have wait lists. So I would say if you have this condition or if you have eyelash extensions and you want to seek medical help, first place is optometrists. And one last thing that I want to mention is that we don't really know who should and shouldn't be getting lash extensions. But if you're unsure, if you're already having some irritation of your eyes, you should always go see an optometrist or an ophthalmologist first. If you have pre-existing dry eye or styes, just know that this procedure could worsen those symptoms and to be aware of that. If you have severe allergies that you already know about to glues or other chemicals, then you may be one of those people that could have more reactions to this procedure. And just bottom line is, is make sure your eyes are at their healthiest that they've been before you do something like this, because it'll just allow the procedure to go better. It's an expensive procedure and we want it to go well for you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember that all information you hear today is for informational purposes only and are not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a second, help spread the word by rating our podcast and sharing with your friends and family who might also be interested in learning more about allergies, asthma, and immunology. You can always stay up to date by checking out our Instagram, The Itch Podcast, where you can leave questions you are itching to know, or check out our website, which is www.itchpodcast.com, which contains more information about the subjects we covered in today's episode and every episode. Until next time, have a fabulous week.